Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, there is some concern in Leafland that we see that we're going to get into a little bit in this show. And um, But after back-to-back wins versus the Hawks and the Wings, um, things are looking at least a little bit more positive in, uh, in Leafland. Yes, I definitely agree. And it was good to see them, you know, basically push through and get a couple of tough wins. Um, maybe not the way we 100% would have liked to see, but it's a step in the right direction. So to start off the show today, we want to make a correction and an apology to our anniversary contest winner, Lauren Stewart. In our last show, we referred to Lauren as a she, but Lauren is actually a he. <laughs> Uh, Lauren was really good about it and said it was fine, obviously explained how it happens often with unisex names, and especially online when we actually don't see the person. So, But still, we want to make sure that we always give accurate information on our show. So again, so sorry, Lauren. And we did yeah. make it right for you by because we did send you our your gift and he seemed to like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, he really did. And uh, the gift. Um, yeah, so sorry from myself as well. <laughs> for that mistake, we really, really should check regardless of the unisex name. But um, anyhow, uh, he was very happy with his prize pack, which included a Tim's card and some cool leaf items. So um, keep listening because we hope to have another giveaway for the holiday season. Absolutely. So, you know, we want to get the Christmas season off uh, right. And uh, yeah, we're probably going to have something else for you coming down the pike. So, okay, with that business uh, out of the way, there's been quite a lot of talk about the all or nothing Amazon series, which we personally have not touched upon yet. Uh, We've both watched it. And so we just want to share what we took from it. So Chris, what were your impressions on the series? Yeah, so I mean, it actually wasn't I mean, it was bad, like I would say episode five, Leafs Nation, you gotta prepare yourself for that one for the final episode. Uh make sure you're in a right frame of right mind, obviously, to watch um I guess obviously they go through the the playoff loss to to Montreal. But um a couple of things stood out to me, um, really were the way they treated Freddie. I just don't think it actually proved to me that they didn't give him a fair chance to to get back in the net mm-hmm. um and they were just like clearly i think it was more from dubis actually but dubis and keith they didn't have any confidence in him coming back from that injury um i don't know i just saw that and and especially i would think it was in episode four when he was ready to come back for that last like to he was gonna play the last uh regular season game one of them and they I don't know they just didn't seem to give Freddie a positive frame of mind either so um there was that part of it and then the other part of it was with Sheldon Keefe himself I was um besides every word being the f word <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was quite interesting that um how he worked with individual players and um and as a group as well, and just holding the players accountable, even Austin Matthews um, at the at the start of the show. Um, so that was good. And um, yeah, but I can see the way they say a lot of the media are saying now, like this last first couple of weeks of the season, it's kind of like a hangover from that, mm-hmm. from that loss. And that's stuck in, in their mind. And, and that's why like... 
um, Marner isn't having, or the whole team basically, but everyone's focusing on Mitch Marner. And um, I think actually what I think they should do is instead show the players the passion returns. <laughs> yeah. We we both have a copy of that video. Uh, yeah. So I think it would be much better if they watch that instead uh, in order to change their frame of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, what do you I, think of it? I have to agree with you on the Freddie front. Um, one thing that actually really stood out to me is how he was. It's like he was already off the team uh, for, yes. for episode five. Yeah. It's like he was yeah. not part of it at all. No. You know, like yeah. I just was really kind of that really sort of stuck in my mind. Um, I did see I do see that Keith and Dubas have this good cop, bad cop kind of thing you know, between the two of them, like, mm-hmm. you know, Keith seems to be the real push, push, push guys. And Duba seems to be the, you know, sit guys down and talk to them and see how they're feeling guy. So yeah. um, they definitely have this partnership where they kind of work together in this way. Um, it was interesting. Didn't you think it was interesting when they were making the decision about who was going to start mm-hmm. the playoffs? Yeah. And I think it was definitely Dubas that yeah. said to for once, Keith, yeah. for once, you for made, once the, you right made decision. the right decision. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still trying to think. Did like, was he actually meaning to say that? Say it that way. To I him, think so. Thing? I don't I, know. I think because they also showed like a, that is a Bill Belichick ism, and he brought that up, but, and they made a point to show. Dubas in another shot, like in a totally different part, where the uh, there's a Bill P- Belichick picture of him, I think in his okay. office. So yeah, I think he's kind of a little like Bill Belichick is obviously somebody who's inspired him. And yeah. so I think that's, that's kind of part of where that comes from. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I kind of really noticed. Um, but another thing that stood out to me is uh, what a big role Spezza has on this team, like it, beyond what he does on the ice, like you could really see, um, in the room, how important yeah. he is as far as somebody who speaks up, um, somebody did, who has has taught these guys some yeah. things and about you know what it means to be a pro. Um, so I'm just super happy that they decided to yeah. keep him around because I think he actually is an a, important person for this team. Yeah. One last thing that before we move on, but uh, no, I got one more thing to say it. actually too. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. I don't want to stop. <laughs> But no, I like their little in the room. I like yeah. their Stanley Cup thing. Their little Stanley Cup. Well, they it's put funny the that you mentioned the... that because yeah. I actually think they should get rid of that thing because to oh. me, it's only good <laughs> if you're already a team that's established and got over that first hump because to me, I'm thinking they had to sit there and stare at that gaping hole for three games that they yeah. couldn't fill. Well, like, I honestly yeah. think they should throw that thing out. Like I, yeah, you know, probably are no. now because it didn't work out. No, very. I well. mean, at first I saw it, I thought, oh, that's a really cute idea. But then I thought, no, now they they have that 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 three pucks in there and that fourth one that they just couldn't fill that gaping hole. Anyhow, so before we get into the show, <laughs> we want to just ask a favor of our listeners. Um, so after listening to the show, if you could just take the time to give us a review. Your feedback is important to us and will help our show get more recognition as a place to go to for Leaf content. That's right. So please definitely do that. 
Anyway, so let's get started with the show. We're obviously going to start with our good, the bad, and the ugly for this last two-week segment. And then we're going to roll the Ladies Talking Leaves highlight reel, and we will end off with the third period. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. All right, the good, the bad, the ugly. (laughs) It's going to be fun. So actually, there wasn't too much good until Friday, Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least for me. Um, Yeah, Morgan Riley signing. That's my good. Um, Eight years, seven and a half million um, average annual value. And uh, I just, I... I like to see this move. Finally, Kyle Dubas has signed somebody that was a pending UFA. And um, yeah, it's just nice to see it. Uh, our own draft pick choose to stay with uh, with us and um, and take a bit of a discount as well. And I actually think his signing is going to get us going as a team. I mean, it might have already started with these. I mean, obviously, they won against Chicago on Wednesday before the signing. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just think he's an important leader in the room. And he's already the longest serving Leaf. And if he goes the full eight years, um, like he could even go after George Armstrong's record um, for most games played as a Leaf. So, um, yeah. And I don't know. He's he probably to me, he probably should have been named captain um, when that decision was supposed to be was made. Um, Mm -hmm. Or at least I'm sure he was given consideration. But yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I I I really like the deal, and I think um, I I think I mean he's only twenty seven. A lot of people are saying, you know, what's it going to look like at the end of the eight years, or like maybe like year six to eight. But we need defense now, sir. And he's a he's a puck moving defenseman. He would have got way north of eight eight and a half probably million on the market. Yeah, so. I don't know. I, I, I think you agree with me. <laughs> I, I definitely, definitely do agree with you. And uh, I would say, too, that like the, the fact that Dubas did sign him early on, um, I, I think that's that says something about their priorities. Also, um, you know, they he um, Riley is he's a true blue leaf like and there's something even going back to that the amazon series you know like that's one thing i noticed he's always the one the last person yes. to yell yeah. out go white or yeah. go blue before they yeah. get out on the ice so i was thinking there's that. something about so, that right and i was i was thinking when we go to a game we have yeah. to say let's go blue, go blue. <laughs> <laughs> right and then at home when we're yeah. or if we're on the road with them we got to go let's go white <laughs> yeah absolutely so 100% i i think that it's a fantastic deal for us um he is a true blue maple leaf he is the longest serving leaf i think he you know we all know now for sure he signed on the dotted line. He wants to be here and he could have got more and he probably knows that, but this is home, like what he said. So um, I'm not worried about him, you know, not being fit down the road because he's always been one of the fittest Leafs on the team from the very beginning. Uh, he, I think he takes good care of himself. Um so, you know, we'll see. And hopefully by then we'll have, he'll have a pedigree of, of winning, you know, yeah. to pass on to our future 
teams uh, going forward. So that's for sure. Anyway, so what, yeah. what's your good? So, my good, I'm going to say uh, Chippy Mitch Marner. So since he got his teeth caved in, somehow that kind of <laughs> lit him up a little bit. I don't know, maybe getting his teeth fixed and stuff. Uh, yeah, he's liking what he sees in the mirror. I don't know. But uh, I think that he has played uh, a lot better. He looks a lot more like his old self. He's being a little bit more creative. I like the fact that they put him back with uh, Tavares again um, and and mix things up like that. Uh, they're getting to play together a little bit more. So hopefully they can, they can continue building on some of their chemistry there. Um, so I think that he has looked a lot better over the last uh, few games. And I want to see, obviously, the, it going in the net more for him. It was really great to see that yesterday. And, um, and yeah, so I'm going to yeah, give him some nice. love and, and say that yeah. Mitch it was is good my, to my get, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was good for Mitch to get the the garbage goal and yeah. versus the Red Wings. Honestly, basically, th- that's what they got to focus on getting yeah. a lot of garbage goals right now because I, I do think that that is part of their Achilles heel. Like we always hear right now, uh, when they lose, they've gotten goalied by every freaking goalie in the league. They can't all be <laughs> yeah. freaking superstars. I just no, think I that they do not adjust well when they're when somebody's shutting the door on them. So that's what they need to work on finding ways to get some trash in front of the net. So, because that's basically what happened to us in that final series too, is that basically Carey Price shut the door and then we just couldn't get anything past him. And it gets in our head and they they just can't freaking find a way to park themselves in front of there and get some some garbage in there. Yeah. It was just nice to see Mitch too. He's smiling. Like that's how you know that that's mm-hmm. he's getting back to who he's supposed to be. He needs to That's be right. smiling when he's playing. And um, yeah, like just some of the plays that he makes, they they said on the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast, um, like this goal that I believe he got an assist on it. I'm not sure. I think, no, he didn't get the assist. That's right. But they said that basically he's the guy that did everything on the play mm-hmm. uh, on Tavares' goal. And even like he did like at the blue line going into the Ozone, he, he did the, like the stutter step sort yeah. of to get, and he stayed on side and then to pass it off to, to Tavares and, and like only, like they said, only elite players can do that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. that kind of play. Right. So you can tell like he's getting his mojo back basically, which is yeah. what we want. So hopefully it stays that way. Yes, exactly. It's only a couple of games cause he played well in Chicago as well, but mm-hmm. at least it's positive. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, so now moving on to the bad. So for mm-hmm. the bad, I had JT actually as the bad and it wasn't mm-hmm. really, I mean, originally it was because of a little bit of both two things, his play and his role as, as the captain of the team. But his play has obviously the last couple of games again, it's improved because um, we're recording this on the Sunday in case you, go, <laughs> in case the listeners out there are wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his play, he's definitely like he got the goal on uh, on Wednesday night versus the Hawks. And then last night he had a goal and two assists. So he seems to be going both him and Marner, basically. Hopefully that tandem starts to click again like it did a couple of seasons ago. But um, I just I want to see more of that where John Tavares just he's a quiet cap, obviously a quiet leader, similar in the way like Matt's, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but Matt, I have to say, 
like during his time here, he was like, he showed more consistency, I think, with the points and, and, and leading the team on the ice with his offense, I think. But then it was a different time then, obviously. But mm-hmm. in the role of the captain, I just think I would like to see Tavares, like this last little while where the Leafs Nation has just been like going insane the last couple of weeks, like maybe he could have came out when he speaks to the media and kind of deflect some of the criticism like off of Mitch, like maybe just say some things to like send some positivity into, right. like even to the, even to his teammates, right. Like even for Mitch personally, or, um, or even the defense, cause they're having problems as well, which we're going to get into. I don't know. I just think there's a little bit that he could do more that way. I know it's now all teams say it's like a leadership group, but with the Leafs, it's a little bit different being the captain. In my opinion, you got to, you, he, I don't know. He has to, to me, I would like to just see a little bit more of him speaking about like to deflect some of the criticism, I guess, on the team so that he can try and calm down. I mean, some people won't calm down on Leafs Nation. <laughs> they're just gonna, they're just gonna ream on the team constantly. And, and it doesn't matter. It's just words, basically, right, is what they're going to say. But for me, I like to hear that something from, uh, from, from our captain. I so. I, uh, I agree with you there, but I actually do think that the media has a part to play in that piece because they don't hold him accountable. They don't ask him tough questions like that. And I just remember mm-hmm. how they used to, and I don't know if because, because of FNUF is, you know, wasn't a good speaker or what, but they used to just grill him after games and yeah, purposely yeah. make him look bad, you know? Yeah. And I yeah, recall true. too that they would ask Matt's tough questions and then and Matt's would always have his big sigh oh, <laughs> before he <laughs> answered the question. Um, but I kind of find that they somehow give him a free pass. They don't ask him those tough That's questions. R- yeah. And I don't yeah, know you're if right. it's part yeah. of it is because of the COVID thing and it's all the Zoom stuff and they don't actually get that FaceTime with the players as much. But they actually don't force him to be accountable either. So it's one thing for, because mostly they're answering questions, but I I agree with you. He's the captain. So at some point he could come out and say, you know, it's almost like, like the way you're saying it's, it's almost like they're feeding off the the media is Mm -hmm. feeding off the energy from Leafs nation and just going after Marner basically, Mm -hmm. because that's all Leafs nation is talking about on social media right now. Yeah. Um, And nobody's really talking about Tavares at all sort of thing. And and Matthews is kind of getting a free pass because he missed all of training camp. Yeah. And because he's he's him. So, and and everyone knows he's going to come back. Okay. And he's going to be fine. But yeah. um, But yeah, I just, but you're right. He is, he is so quiet that he just flies under the radar in a way. Yeah. But uh, I do think that he could do more even on the ice, you know, showing more emotion. And I think we started to yeah. see that. And I did find it was yeah. funny that on the broadcast they mentioned, because he's Matt Molson's, um, I guess, uh, child's uh, godparent, that Matt Molson texted him and said, you know, you could smile a little bit more after you score. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. even with that, because that's the one thing Matt's always did. Like he had that big yes. smile. After oh, for sure. Scored, yeah. You know, so yeah. even as quiet as he was and not as non demonstrative, he wasn't 
I don't think he's as robotic as Tavares seems sort of to be. Yes, so yeah. he can learn to grow into this and and be more. Because I, I do agree with you that being a captain of the Leafs team is not the same as being captain of the Islanders. You need to be more. Yeah. Because you're representing uh, a storied original six franchise. Yeah. So bottom line. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh what's your bad? My bad is is the power play. Uh man, like I I just I don't know how. I just think again like it still goes back to the mental aspect, but I don't know how we could be in the bottom third of the league still with this with the players that we have. It's ridiculous. Um, that whole thing with Mitch with the bumper thing doesn't seem to be working because again, I, I think he's got to think too much about where he needs to be or whatever. I, I, why now they've, but now the last couple of games, they switched him back to the flank. Yeah, I know. But I mean, even though it's still not working, but the other part of the problem with the power play is how many have we had? You can probably count them on one hand, less than like less than five per game. Like we're not drawing penalties. How are you supposed to get get good at them when you're not having time to practice them in game? Like they need to be drawing penalties. Penalties somehow. Yes. Yeah, I know. And it's interesting though, too, the second unit. I don't know. Yeah, I, guess I know. They're they more, seem to get a lot more. I, I guess they're more relaxed or something, but I don't know, they maybe. seem to be getting a lot more chances and they're, mm-hmm. they've scored a couple of couple of power play goals. Yeah. But, but um, then the other thing too is they have... Sandine on that unit and I mm-hmm. do think that he is definitely a huge asset on the power play just because of how he is along the blue line there and getting shots through but, yeah, but still, I mean when you have yeah, no I mean that's four, not an excuse no <laughs> and I don't think that he's like the whole reason but um yeah yeah, yeah I don't know. I know so I just they have to get it going somehow like yeah again they need some they need to get some garbage goals in there too. Yeah, to they need find they ways need to, get, to get it in. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm just traffic. tired of this whole being goalied thing because that's just bull sh- bull crap yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> Sorry, we are a clean show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've been through obviously now this is their third power play coach that they're going to be going yeah. through. So it's in not some the ways coaching. No. In some ways I I just wish Keith would just say, "You know what? You guys draw it up." You tell yeah. us, sort of thing, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're already, maybe he's already tried that because mm-hmm. I can, you can see the frustration in Keefe as well. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, that definitely needs improving. But like you said, you need the op- power play opportunities too to get the practice on it, right? Exactly. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, all right, moving on to the ugly, mm-hmm. and. There was quite a bit of ugly in the last couple of weeks, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been trying to deflect it a little bit of a time with just the last couple of games. But um, our ugly, both of our uglies, we chose the same thing, is yeah. the Muzzin and Hall D pairing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and actually, we got a question from one of our Facebook followers, Ferdinand Pereira, giving him a shout out for the question. Um, and he asked us, what do we think of Hall being scratched and the new D pairings. Um, so this basically falls into this ugly that we've chosen here. And um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, to answer Ferdinand's question. I don't think it's just Justin Hall too. Like, I mean, Muzzin has looked slow 100%. Like, since the start of the season and not himself. Um, but 
Hall's Justin Hall's effort in Chicago wasn't there. You could mm-hmm. just see like I mean he's a big guy and to let somebody just like go right past him mm-hmm. um on one of uh Chicago's goals like uh or breaks like it was like it was ridiculous basically. So um he's a minus 7 in 7 games so far. Um and yeah, actually Muzzin's even worse than that. Yeah, he's but he's played one extra game now. <laughs> so that's what <laughs> well, I looked he's at. Minus too. nine. So, <laughs> yeah. but, but um, yeah, I don't know. And then, but the thing is, Justin Hull, like they mentioned on the broadcast on Saturday night, like he plays a lot of PK minutes too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I thought the but new our penalty pairings, kill has been good. Yeah, yeah. I thought the new pairings on for just the one night were good, especially Sandine and Lilligren. Like you yeah. could tell their experience from the Marlies. Yeah. Um, they really very came out. Together. Yes. I was yeah. going to say uh, Lilligren was, is my honorable mention for my good because it's a short sample size. I didn't want to pick that, but yeah. I actually thought he played amazing last night and looked the most comfortable I've seen him so far. And that I think should push just Justin Hall Mm-hmm. to play better next. I think he's going to get in next game again. I yeah. think Dermot is going to be out mm-hmm. <laughs> personally against Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not, but um, he, Dermot ended up being benched in the, uh, yeah. in the third period of uh, I, the Wings game. It's disappointing that he's, he when he gets an opportunity, he's not able to rise to the occasion mm-hmm. because he, he's played great in that third pairing and he's, he deserved to be elevated. But when they right. do that, they're expecting him to do something with it. And for whatever reason, I mean, he didn't play super horrible, no, but, no. but but he's just not rising to the occasion, which is what they need to see from him. Yeah. So I don't know. That part's really disappointing. Whereas the Muzzin, Muzzin with Brody, I thought they yeah. played okay. Like they were They did, okay but Muzzin night, still but... made a couple of yeah. bad mistakes, still was out of position on some things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he seems really slow. So I'm wondering if he needs to, because he's getting a little older now, if he needs to be talking to Spezza to find out about how to switch up his off-season training to make it just, because as you're getting older as a player, I think these things just kind of fall off a cliff for you. They don't gradually, um, you know, slow down. So from one season to the next, what worked for you before maybe isn't working. So I think he might have to kind of look at that and figure out how he's going to prepare himself going forward, because maybe what he has been doing in the past is just not enough anymore. Yeah. So Either because it seems to be like he's just slow to get Either back that or in he's the groove. Injured. Either that or he's injured. Yeah, and but I don't, it doesn't in, sound like he keeps it, though, saying from, not. But it doesn't sound like it from the way Keith's talking either. So yeah. uh, I I don't think that that's the case because really yeah. at this point, why are you at, so early in the season? Why are you shielding? Like there's it's not like we're in a playoff series where you have to yeah, kind of hide that's, stuff. So that's what I thought too. But um, but yeah. So anyways, I guess for Justin Hall too, like at least for me, when you're sitting in the press box, it's kind of like a different view of the game too. So yeah. maybe that'll give him the reset button mm-hmm. to. Uh, to to and to see Lilligren play so well too, maybe that'll get the compete level up in him to basically start playing the way he can and the way we know he can. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so 
as we said, there's not a lot of highlight reel moments, and this was a tough one uh, for our next segment, our uh, highlight reel, the Ladies Talking Leaves highlight reel. Um, but we always manage to find something positive. So let's roll the reel. All right. So number three in the Ladies Talking Leaves highlight reel is Mitch Marner. We want to give Mitch some love, and I think we already discussed it yeah. somewhat. Um, some double, double love. Yes, we, double love. Double because love. we just want him to get back to his old self, and we're starting to see some of those moments coming back. And um, yeah, so way to go, Mitch. Uh, yes. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was nice to see him and uh, and Tavares it looks like it's coming together again yeah. for them to um to be like they were a couple of seasons ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's good. And then oh my god, I'm having a blank here though. Who's on their who's on the other side on the left side Kerfoot. with them? Oh, Kerfoot. No wonder. See, you always <laughs> forget. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Because everybody says he's invisible and I'm like, wait well, a minute. Not I'm totally, like, because I think he he does show up in the right spot in the right moment sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if it's like a defenseman when you don't notice him. I don't know. There, probably there's not a guy as good there, but Ker- uh, Kerfy has to step it up next time. He has yeah. to he has to try and get on our highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on to number 2. Number 2 is Willie's OT winner versus the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I just love the swagger that guy has. It's just, totally. it's, oh God. And he, like, he's won just like his countrymen there, Matt's years ago. Like he loves to score yeah. goals. And um, I, I don't know. I just love it to see and scoring in OT on that breakaway. He's just such a smooth skater. Yeah. And he just has the the shifty moves, that sort of thing. It just makes it more exciting. You know, when he's going in on a breakaway that he's going to do something. And I, yeah. that was, that was a, that was a nice OT winner goal that yeah, he had. Yeah, I don't think I could have, I couldn't have said it any better myself. I don't really have much to add there, except that leads us nicely into our number one spot on the highlight reel, which of course is Austin Matthews showing so much emotion on the bench and after Willie scored in OT versus the Hawks. Like I, I just love to see that. Actually, I think that I, we could have used more of that in the playoffs last year, to be frank. Yes. You know, like yeah. basically the fact that he's speaking out and even speaking out on the bench I mean, you you might wonder if that led to Hall being out the next game also um, because he messed up on that offside there. And um, yeah. I, I just and actually that, love to see that. Actually, you see, Austin Matthews has to be listening to us because we mm-hmm. tweeted mm-hmm. as soon as Hall made that mistake, we tweeted out Justin Hall needs to be benched. That was our tweet. <laughs> And then right after that, Austin Matthews went after Justin Hall on the bench with that. Uh, yeah, you think that. he's he's listening so to he's, it um, yes. while that they're telepathic. In, in game telepathically? <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. That's how Anyways, much power we have as fans. That's how exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyhow, so yeah, so it was nice. We like that energy from, uh, from absolutely. We, we need to see more of that. So yeah, the more emotion they play with, the better they're going to play. Like I. I don't know. And I guess that comes back to what you're saying about John Tavares, too, is that, you know, how your leadership goes is how you go. And if he is the top guy and he's so quiet, then what happens to everybody who's underneath him? You know, like there's a there is a pecking order. So you don't want to kind of, you know, go over his head in some instances. But 
uh, I don't know. I was happy to see that. And if they really truly are a leadership group, then I don't think there should be anything wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Austin Matthews is showing the emotion, which we love. And we're going to do the same thing in our next segment, the third period. So Sil, what do you want to talk about in the third period? This is kind of like an open discussion here. So, yeah. so what's your topic? My topic is basically the Leafs uh, popularity with the fans and is it waning? Um, there's been a lot of talk recently about, you know, fan apathy, especially with the games, um, you know, starting uh, with fans being allowed in, people noticing empty seats and the like, and then people wondering, does that mean that people, that fans are, you know, f- jumping off the bandwagon in droves? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I actually kind of think that people need to recall or think about how old this franchise is and how many times in our history we have seen the building half empty. In fact, back in 92, before things got rolling with Dougie and Wendell and co, um, basically we were able to become subscribers because so many people jumped off the bandwagon and the building was so empty that we were able to put our name in on a waiting list and get called up right away. So this isn't the first time that it's, it's, it's kind of seemed that way. Um, I do think that Leaf fans are a little bit disgruntled right now and waiting to see what happens, but you better believe that. And we've seen it time after time after time, people are going to come back once things turn around. So, oh, yeah, no, they always do. But the the interesting thing, I read the article that you mentioned to me, yeah. the Toronto Star article, we included it in our yeah. show notes, if the listeners want to have a look at it. But um, I was looking at some of the, I think the age group of the fans has a lot to do with it, too. I mm-hmm. think, obviously, I mean, it's been 17 years since they've won the playoff series. So yeah, that's like a long and there's time. There's like a whole generation who's yes. never seen it. Yeah. They've never seen the Leafs win, right? So yeah. I can understand, obviously, their frustration totally. Whereas we've, mm-hmm. we lived through, obviously, one of the greatest times to be a Leaf fan. We didn't get to the finals, but we should have, to, mm-hmm. even though Wayne Gretzky screwed us over, basically. Um, but, um, but yes, yeah, so we, I think that has a lot to do with it. And, um, I just also think it kind of ties into what my third period is uh, subject with the social media. Um, it kind of ties in with it. The it's like I remember listening to the radio in 1980. What was it? 1981, March 19, 1981. I actually could pick it out on the on. I googled it because mm-hmm. I knew it was the Leafs versus Buffalo, and they lost. The Leafs lost fourteen to four. And I remember as a kid, I was listening to it on the radio because at that time, not all the games were on TV in 1981. And I, like, obviously that was a traumatic experience for me because I actually remember, I even remember, I remember the score. And because I was actually surprised that I could find it when I Googled it. Mm-hmm. I put 14 to 4 and I put Toronto Maple Leafs and it came up and it reminded me it was the Sabres. I thought it was, I thought there was a possibility it was Boston. But to me... Like those years in the eighties, those were the yeah. worst. Like these those people, are the worst. They have these no idea. Fa- <laughs> these fans have no idea. Yeah, but dedicated as we were at that time, mm-hmm. I listened to that whole game, all fourteen goals that the Sabers got. I stayed there through to the third period, um, and that's just uh, because 
obviously we're diehard fans. So um, yeah, this is nothing like this is, it's probably a hangover, like the way they're saying from that um, loss to Montreal, because they were devastated um, in losing in that way. And to that opponent, obviously, and they don't want to lose. Like we know that like the team, like the players, they want to win. They're giving it their all, but um, I do like, they do want to win, but I have to say too, like on their side, a lot has been given to them. It has. And and I do think part of the problem is, is now the all fan bases are so, so focused, but no more so than here in Toronto on, on the dollars these players are being given. And that was not the case back in the 80s. Like we we never knew what everybody was making or whether or not, you know, they were fulfilling their contract obligations by the way they play. Like, so it's, I, I do think that we tend to like our lunch bucket kind of players here. But at the time, you know, we didn't necessarily know who was getting the most. So maybe if we did, we'd be like, you know, maybe Wendell was making the most and we would be, you know, PO'd yeah. that, you know, if he didn't score for a few games in a row or whatever, although Wendell always, always showed up. So that was probably yeah. a bad example. But you get what I'm saying. Is still, that I think there would have been. Yeah, there would have been times where maybe he had an off night or whatever. Yeah. And, and yeah, we would have. But I mean, some of the comments that the fans now like they're saying <laughs> one one comment I, I read on Twitter was um, trading Riley, Morgan Riley for Carlton the Bear. Mm hmm. Well, now we can't because, well, I guess they yeah. still could trade him this year, but next year they can't <laughs> trade him for, for anybody no. because he's got no move. So, yeah. And I mean, and trading Marner to Arizona for Phil Kessel. Yeah. Like That's those are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, come but on. those are, those are not real takes. They're like, well, just this is this thing thrown out you know, there for effect. I you know because think people are going to re- respond to that. However, I they think do. they're have fans. <laughs> I do. I Possibly. think they're. I think they're disguising themselves. Yeah. As as Leaf fans and and they're making these ridiculous comments just to get us going. But well, anybody can have a burner phone these days, so or a burner account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one other thing I want to mention though too just in with to do with Freddie Anderson going back to him and that game with Carolina. I mean, I was happy yeah. that I mean, we didn't play well that night, obviously, but um personally I think he gave the goal to Matthews. <laughs> I think, so? <laughs> I think so. I think they planned it. I don't it. think so. <laughs> I do not think so. But um, he's still undefeated, um, at yeah. least up until now. Sunday, they're playing tonight, Carolina. So we'll see what happens. But um, so obviously the fans out there who thought that Freddie Anderson was the problem, he's doing quite fine in Carolina. So he can't. Yeah. And it's the start of the season, too. So normally he's always slow out of the gate. Mm hmm. But he seems to be doing well, uh, you know, okay. Mentally, though, you know, you got to wonder what a season like that for him did to his mental focus. I mean, he's got something huge to prove. So maybe yeah. it lit up something under him differently yeah. than than in, in past off seasons. So, I mean, obviously that left a sour taste in his mouth. So I can only imagine that he, you know, used it to his advantage this summer in the way he prepared. So, although I have to say, I am getting tired of hearing about him and Zach Hyman. Yeah, (laughs) really. And all the success they're having. It's great Mm -hmm. that they're having success, but it's just like, I just want to talk about, 
talk about our team about the, our leaves. We'll mm-hmm. we'll be good. Yeah. So, what's coming up the next couple of weeks? So the next couple of weeks, we're it's going to be pretty busy for for the Leafs with games almost every other night. Uh, this week we have um, Vegas and then Tampa and Boston, which I think are going to be our tougher games. Although Tampa, for sure, yes, especially because they're sort of in the same boat with us, and they were kind of neck and neck with them at the moment. They have not had a great start either, but they've got all the talent in the world and a, an all world goalie, so we know that's not going to be an easy out. Boston. I don't know about them. You know, I I think if anything, it'll be a mental, mentally tough game, but really they're not doing so hot right now. I think they're beatable. So, but I'm looking forward to that. For that, I'm looking forward to the Marsh and and bunting. If they can get on the ice at the same time, that's Mm going to be good. Yeah. (laughs) And there's also a back-to-back in there playing Calgary next Friday and then Buffalo on the Saturday night. I really hope we beat Buffalo because this has got to be some kind of weird apparition, what's going on with them. But maybe they're taking something from the whole Eichel thing, you know, that no one gives them any credit and, you know, they're, they're, you know, putting their best foot forward. It's amazing how being pissed off at something can really ele- help you elevate. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, hmm. uh, I was talking about that with my nephew, actually. I was just, we were just saying, like being, like you can, you can be pissed off to the point where you're not like Jordan Bennington the other night, like swinging yeah. a stick at Kadri, which yeah. was insane. <laughs> you you don't go that far, mm-hmm. but you can be pissed off and and change like just change the, uh, I guess the mentality of of the group in in yeah. a way to to be a positive in in the game. So well, I just so, yeah. think that it just takes one or two people to get pissed and elevate, like we saw with Matthews the other night. Yeah, and then people, other people will follow suit because that's an energy that catches. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and it was also uh, Simmons there. Apparently, yeah. that was the one that said that said the words in the dressing room, which mm-hmm. I I was happy to hear that too because mm-hmm. it's um yeah being a good Scarborough boy that he is. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, which uh, what are you looking forward to seeing from the team? I guess from the over the next couple of weeks. I just want to see more of the same. I want to see more of that energy. I want to see yeah. them, you know, getting some more of those ugly goals. And I want to see them kind of building on it and, and, and kind of, I want to see a little bit of improvement from game to game to game. So, yeah. yeah and that, um, that's what they've been doing the last couple of games. And yeah. I want to also see a commitment to the team defense. They got to get it going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, I don't know. They got they got to they got to solidify that part of their game uh, a little bit over the next hopefully over the next couple of weeks. And they definitely need to do something with this power play, Mm -hmm. something with that number one power play. Um, They got to get it going somehow because it's it's just ridiculous the way um, the way it is right now. (laughs) It shouldn't be as as poor as it is right now. So. um, So, yeah, so we're going into the uh, second month of the regular season. Um, and Morgan Riley is going to be a leaf for quite some time and nobody is going to get fired. <laughs> he said that <laughs> we've been talking about for our Leafs nation has been talking about that the last little bit. So, um, yeah, for so now, yeah, no so one's getting fired. Uh, yeah. seeing how happy everybody was for Morgan Riley signing. I, I love to see that. And 
I think that's also something, you know, this guy is committed to the team and that should also give them some, some stability because basically they've been kind of losing their friends for nothing over the last few years. So now yeah. they've got this guy who has made a commitment long term and I'm hoping that also does something. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it was nice to see it after practice there where they all where yeah. they announced it. That's and, exactly and they what were, I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have any thoughts on what we talked about on the show today, uh, please DM us on social media or email us at ladiestalkandleafs at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. And another way to connect with us is at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can also support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And as always, thank you to our healthcare workers and everything that they do. Uh, thank you for listening. And please follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. And we also are available on YouTube now. So That's we have a right. YouTube channel. If you can, uh, I guess, listen to the show there, too, and um, follow us um, and like the show, too. Yes, definitely. So stay safe and well, everybody. And we'll be back again in another couple of weeks. Go, leave, go, go. Leaves, go. Go, leaves, go.